Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the DNVR Rams podcast, presented as always by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app, use the promo code DNVR when you sign up. All right, y'all, it is Sunday morning. We are going to have a two-part podcast. Wasn't planning on having a two-part podcast, but I've got a lot to talk about. I'll have takeaways from the loss to Utah State. We'll also talk about a big border war victory for the women's team, and we'll definitely get to all that. We have to start, though, with this incident, which has now become a a big national talking point. A lot of hot takes coming out. If you're unaware with the situation, a couple of CSU students are accused of chanting Russia at Max Shulga, a Utah State basketball player who is from Kiev, Ukraine. That's where his family still resides. So to chant rush at him, given the the context, would obviously be incredibly mean-spirited, really messed up. I definitely hope that wasn't the case. I, I hope it was a situation where it was just a misunderstanding and you can't hear it. To me, the video is is far from conclusive, and that's where all of this kind of stemmed from, the, the video clips online, or I suppose technically uh, the Utah State radio announcing crew were the first people to tweet about it. My initial response as somebody that was in the arena and was very actively paying attention was just confusion. I certainly didn't hear anything out of bounds from the CSU students at any point. Nobody that I've talked to, and I've talked to quite a few people at this point from various seats around the arena, heard it either. That doesn't mean it didn't happen. There's a lot going on in an arena, obviously, If it was a small group of students yelling it, it wouldn't necessarily stand out in what was a really active and engaged crowd throughout that game. There's a lot of energy in the arena. But when you go and you watch the broadcast or you watch the clips that are circulating online, it's clear that a couple of CSU students are yelling something at Max Shulga. I personally don't find the evidence to be conclusive at all. The audio is really muffled. I just don't think that you can definitively prove anything. And for me, it seemed like one of those situations where you were going to hear what you wanted to hear or you were going to hear what you thought you were supposed to hear going in. If you went into that clip thinking they're going to be chanting Russia, then that's what you're going to hear. But if you went into the clip thinking they're chanting bullshit or Shulga, then that's what you're going to hear. Again, I don't know what was actually said, so I'm not trying to get on this podcast and and rant and ramble and definitively determine this is what went down in the student section 
point blank end of case. But what I am saying is I didn't hear it in the arena. Nobody that I talked to that was in the arena heard it. I, after watching the the clip a hundred times, was not able to definitively come to anything. And from my standpoint, there are a whole lot of people that are coming to pretty intense conclusions and coming out with pretty intense hot takes, condemning comments and remarks regarding CSU as an institution, the, the entire student fan base. And they're using that video as if it's concrete proof. And I just think there's a lot of a lot of people hearing what they want to hear and a lot of other people coming to really intense conclusions despite having very little, if not no context at all. Me, personally, I don't know what was said. I don't know if that's what they were chanting, if it was a group of students chanting Russia at Max Shulga. The reality is, is... People suck sometimes, and sports fans can say terrible things, so it certainly would not shock me. It would not be outside the realm of possibility for this to happen. But before you completely condemn CSU or the students, or before you come to this just scorching hot take, I ask you to consider the context. When Shulga goes to the line, there's 40.1 seconds left in the game. Not a lot of time, but still enough time to make things interesting. And at this stage, despite the fact that Utah State had really kind of firmly been in control offensively, they were just so hot, and I'll get into all this later, the actual gameplay commentary. But at this stage of the game, with 40.1 seconds remaining, Shoga is at the line. It's a two-possession game. The Rams are still throwing punches back. John Tanjay, 11 seconds before, had hit a big three. Defensively, the Rams are still going full court press, trying to get traps. They had already gotten a couple of turnovers at that point to make things kind of close in the end. In terms of the final outcome, they were somewhat inconsequential. But at this moment, at this stage, there was still some belief that CSU could potentially come back. We've seen crazier things happen in college basketball. The Rams are still trying. They're not just letting Utah State run the clock out. So think about that. It's a two-possession game. They had already gotten a trap and forced some turnovers before. Now, in this instance, Baylor Hebb gets called for a foul and Shulga goes to the free throw line. A couple of CSU students chant something. I don't think it's clear, but they chant something. You can definitely tell that from the broadcast. It might have been Russia. They might have been chanting Russia as a mean-spirited distraction. They might have also been chanting bullshit, which is what I think you can hear if that's what you think they're saying in the video as well. Maybe they're chanting Shulga, which could definitely sound like Russia. I don't know. I don't know because I didn't hear it live, and I don't think there's enough evidence from the video to come to a conclusive determination. My gut says that bullshit would be much more likely. They had chanted it a bunch of times throughout the game. Even Shulga, I think, would make much more sense. I've heard CSU students chant the last name of players to, you know, kind of harass them while they're shooting free throws. Both of those are common. Both of those are things that I've seen from CSU. Technically, Russia would would be something that would make sense in that context as well. I'll just say it's it's assuming a lot. It's assuming a lot of background knowledge for a CSU student fan base that, in my opinion, knows very little about their own players, let alone opposing And for the record, I don't mean that as a shot, but I don't think that most CSU students are living and breathing CSU hoops. It would be very surprising to me for them to then seek out background information on 
Utah State, a team that CSU historically is not rivals with. I mean, no disrespect to Shulga at all, but it's not like he's a prevalent face in their program. He's a good player, averages about 11 points a game, definitely a productive player. But he's not Sam Merrill or Niamh Mesqueda or someone that even a more casual college basketball fan might be able to identify. It is 2023, certainly possible for the students to Google him real quick. I'm not saying they couldn't have found that information. But if the fans were going to get really nasty with a player, wouldn't it make more sense to get nasty with Ashworth, who was actually killing the Rams all game long and couldn't miss, or Aiken, the guy that got a technical foul, or matching technicals with Isaiah Stevens when they got in each other's faces? It just seems odd that Shulga would be the guy to spontaneously get nasty with, and I certainly don't think most CSU fans would, or especially students, would take the time to learn this information ahead of time? Maybe. Again, I'm not saying it didn't happen, but the more context that you consider, the less likely it it seems to me and the less it makes sense. Doesn't mean it couldn't happen. Doesn't mean that it didn't happen. I am skeptical, though. And I just think that if you're trying to say that video definitively proves anything, I I guess I just disagree. I don't know. I'm not trying to be confrontational or like the the guy that goes against the grain on TV and does it because he's trying to draw a reaction. But it is interesting to me that so many people came to such intense judgments with very little context. The harshest piece I saw from a local outlet that didn't even have anybody at the game or anybody even watching the game on TV. And of course, every national outlet is going to jump on it. It wouldn't surprise me if we see this be a discussion point at some point on you know one of the ESPN or Fox shows. Ultimately, I'm glad that CSU did come out with a public statement and that Nico Medved apologized regardless of whether we have definitive proof or not because that type of behavior just needs to be condemned not what we want to stand for at CSU. We want to have a hostile home environment because it's loud and it's raucous and it's engaged. And honestly, that's what the crowd was like for most of of this game. I was really impressed. Great turnout. Everybody was really into it. You could feel a buzz. Truly did not feel like a Saturday night game where the, the home team had lost four straight coming in. But unfortunately, that's going to get overshadowed. What was a really special night, Fight Like a Ram night, CSU honoring cancer patients again, wearing the the names of, of local cancer survivors on their jerseys. That gets overshadowed as well, at least from a discussion standpoint. I mean, that should have been the only thing that we saw regarding coverage in this game. And instead, it's going to be this entire controversy. Sometimes that's life, though. It only takes a a couple of jerks to ruin a a night for everybody. It only takes a small minority to earn a bad reputation for a large group. I guess the last thing that I'll say on this before I talk about the actual basketball that was played, and another shame, it was really a a great basketball game that second half, really high-level shot-making on both sides. But hopefully this is just a reminder to everybody to take into consideration how we act at sporting events. Players have it hard enough. No need to get nasty. And honestly, the best chirping is just dumb, funny stuff. Like your shoes are untied. Just silly stuff. But be loud. Be proud. Just don't cross the line. It's really that simple. I don't know what happened. I don't know what was said. I don't think the video proves anything. 
But at the end of the day, striving to be better as a fan base, it's something we can always do. Let's just let it be a growing moment. Hopefully something like this does not happen again. But yeah, that's my two cents. I imagine I'll get some pushback here from people that don't even listen to the entire monologue. But that would be kind of fitting for the situation, which already has plenty of people coming to judgment with little to no context. I'll say one last time, I hope that it was not what was said. I hope they were not chanting Russia. And if they were, that's incredibly disappointing. Maybe not as clear cut of a situation as some are making it out to be, though. All right, let's move on. Let's talk about the actual game that was played. Going to split this into two parts. I think I mentioned that earlier, but if not, I'm going to split this into two parts. Right now, I'm going to talk about the actual basketball that was played. And then on the second part, we'll play some audio from Nico Medved as well as the players just talking about what it meant to them to represent these cancer survivors. I might have a, a couple of last second thoughts on the men's team as well. And then we'll also talk about the women's basketball team who earned a last second victory over Wyoming in the Border War 66-63 huge game out of McKenna Hofshield. Kaylin Crocker hit the game winner. Just a really thrilling finish. Before we get into all of that, the stage is set. We're counting down the battle in Arizona. There's no better way to get ready for NFL action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 57. New customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can take a shot at an even bigger payout with DraftKings stepped up same game parlay. Boost your Super Bowl 57 winnings with each leg you add up to 100%. I gotta be, I gotta be real with you guys. As much as I love this Eagles team, I'm a big Jalen Hurts guy. I believe in them in the trenches, that offensive line, the defensive line. They're stout. They can do a lot of things offensively. When it comes to Super Bowls, I tend to lean with who has the better quarterback. And obviously that's Patrick Mahomes. We're not really sure what the ankle situation is going to be, but after that performance in the AFC title game, I don't know how you doubt him. Pains me to say it, but I'm all in on the Chiefs on this one. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use the code DNVR. New customers can bet $5 on Super Bowl 57 and get 200 in free bets instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code DNVR. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void in Ohio. See show notes for details. I also got to tell you guys about AG1. I started taking AG1 because I wanted better gut health, more energy, optimized immune system. All these things we all started thinking about more during the pandemic, but I hate taking pills and vitamins. I just, I hate it. I wanted a supplement that actually works for me. And that's what's awesome about AG1. It's it's just simple. It's one scoop in a, in a cup of water and you're good. 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. It's a great way to start your day right. This special ingredient supports your gut health, your nervous system, uh, immune system, energy recovery, focus, aging, all the things you should be focused on. And it's just so easy. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. It's lifestyle friendly. So if you're keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, you're good there. Less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything while still tasting good. It's affordable. It's less than $3 a day and you're investing in your health and it's cheaper than a cold brew habit. And you don't just have to take my word for it either. They have over 7,000 five-star reviews. They're recommended by professional athletes. Uh, even leading health experts such as Tim Ferriss and Michael Gervais. It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. 
To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you got to do, go to athleticgreens.com slash rams. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash rams to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Finally, I got to tell you guys about the Breckenridge slash DNVR ultimate fan giveaway experience. All you got to do is go to dnvr.com slash Breck Sweeps. That's dnvr.com slash Breck Sweeps. Got to be 21 or older to enter. But we have teamed up with Breck to give away a pair of Nuggets and Avs tickets. These are sweet tickets. I'm talking courtside Nuggets tickets behind the Avs bench. You also are going to get access to Club Lexus, which is off the chain. You get free drinks. There's appetizers and food. It's really a unique experience and one of the most fun things I've ever done. When Breck hooks it up, they hook you up in a major way. Do not miss out on this. The Avs game is on March 9th. That is against the LA Kings, while the Nuggets game will be on the 30th against New Orleans. Hopefully a chance to see Zion. Regardless, though, you are going to have an epic time. Again, you're going to get two tickets. Club Lexus access a parking pass. That's super underrated these days. Parking, that's like 40 bucks at least. And you're going to get some sweet DNVR gear. Go to dnvr.com slash sweepstakes for the opportunity to enter. Must be 21 or older. Winners will be selected one week before each game. All right, all right, all right. Now that we paid the bills, now that we talked about the incident, all of that, we can talk about the actual basketball that was played. It was a really enjoyable game. Disappointing outcome, obviously, for CSU. Utah State takes it 88-79. to but it was a really fun game to watch. The second half offense was electric. Utah State had 55 points in the second half. Not a lot of defense being played in the second half on either side. I won't lie. It felt like an NBA game, a regular season NBA game at that. CSU shot 55% from the floor. That was actually better than Utah State, who shot 51% from the floor. Utah State went 18 of 39 from deep, though. CSU, on the other hand, only 3 of 17 from three-point range. And that was pretty much the difference in the game, especially at the end when CSU's offense was really clicking. At one point, there were 15 consecutive made field goals between the two teams. The problem was that as lethal as CSU was offensively in that second half, the numbers were great, shot 70% from the floor in the second half. They were going shot for shot for Utah State, and they were trading twos for threes at that that's just a hard way to keep pace. It's deflating. Almost feels like you're playing against the Golden State Warriors or something. Defensively, again, was it great? No, it wasn't. But considering they had seven scholarship players, they were missing Jalen Lake and Tavy Jackson. Tavy Jackson has COVID. Jalen Lake suffered a concussion in that UNLV game. Hopefully he'll be back soon. Hopefully he's okay. Just first and foremost, my thoughts uh, go out to him. Hope he's doing all right. He was at the game, though, on the sideline, which is encouraging to see. Sometimes with concussions, you can't take any noise, can't take any light. So the fact that he was able to be at the game, to me at least, is an encouraging sign. That's purely speculation. I don't have any inside info other than the the heads up that I got the night before that he wouldn't be playing in the game due to the concussion. But it was good to see him there. The Rams certainly could have used him. He's their best Man defender, he's definitely their best perimeter defender. And not having him against a team like Utah State, the best three-point shooting team in the entire country, it was brutal. His absence was definitely felt. Even Tavy, who struggles with foul trouble at times, 
I mean, he's a bulldog. He's going to play really hard defensively, just running around. You know, he would have been active at the very least. Instead, you had to rely on Baylor Hebb to play close to 30 minutes. He played 28 minutes in this one. And honestly, all things considered, I've been a pretty harsh critic of his at times. He struggled defensively, but he created some some stuff offensively as well. He was very active. It's not his fault that he is being forced into a role that's greater than what you would like him to ideally assume, and that goes for a lot of these guys. Joe, Joe Palmer is a a great you know, rotation guy to give you a couple minutes to be a spark plug off the bench. Playing 17 minutes a night, that's going to be tough. To me, while CSU gave a really valiant effort, while they made some really impressive shots in that second half despite some lackluster defensive effort from the Aggies, the difference in depth was, was incredibly apparent. In three-point shooting, it was it was the difference in the game. It really comes down to that. The Rams did enough to make things interesting, to not lay down, but just didn't have quite enough in the end. They really could have used another guy or two, and and who knows, you know, maybe they're able to pull that one out. But the jump shooting for this team from three-point range especially continues to be a struggle. Their numbers are probably going to be okay at the end of the year, but they're just so streaky. And when you watch some of these guys, they don't look particularly confident when they're shooting threes. I, I really think it's in their heads a little bit, and, and that happens. You start thinking about it too much, all of a sudden you're fixating on hand placement or release or jump, and it the whole thing just gets off. It's like a golf swing. It's got to be fluid. And if any part of your mechanics are tense or wonky, then the, the end result is not going to be the desired outcome, which in simpler terms is to say you're not going to make very many shots. And I hope that these guys can work through it because I do think they are better than what they've shown. I think this team is more talented than their record indicates. When you bend this streaky as a shooter and when the losses are piling up, it, it wears on you. It definitely wears on you. And Medved said it himself. He felt like the, the attitude was really down after that UNLV loss. So for the guys to come out and play the way that they did and fight like hell with only seven scholarship players and, and keep punching and, and make things interesting against the talented Utah State squad, it was admirable. It was an entertaining game. It was fast-paced. There was a lot of high-quality shot-making on both sides. Isaiah Stevens is going to make a pro team somewhere extremely happy. I don't know if it's going to be at the NBA level or overseas or what, but man, his growth is just so significant. You can see it from year to year. He just gets better and better. Naturally, his instincts, I think, are always to facilitate and to be that old school point guard type to get everybody involved. And I think that's huge. I, I think that's a big element that's lost in the modern game, especially at the NBA level. But he can create a shot anywhere on the floor. And he is hitting some incredibly difficult shots. Guys in his hands deep twos, step back, mid-range stuff. I mean, there isn't anywhere on the floor where Isaiah is not a a threat to to give you a bucket. And that's why I do think he has a shot to, to be an NBA player. He's just so skilled. He's so talented. And that that high IQ is always so evident. I mean, I, I just don't know how you wouldn't want a guy like him. I thought it was a really good game from John Tanjay. Got into foul trouble a little bit. Got called for a couple of ticky-tacky Really debatable fouls, in my opinion, but he he's great at using his size and strength down low. Really forced the issue early. Did a good job of, you know, creating some some buckets in the paint, getting to the free throw line, hitting those free throws as well. 
CUC went down 11-2, I think, early, and you're feeling like, oh man, this could be a route. Then the Rams all of a sudden respond with a 16-0 run, and it was just kind of one of those games all night. Like You're going back and forth, both teams hitting shots, nobody really playing a ton of defense. You can be critical of the Rams for that. I understand You know, maybe you're, you're sitting there thinking, why aren't you switching up the zone? There were moments I had that as well, but when you're missing so many of your key guys that you're used to practicing with, you're somewhat limited with the in-game adjustments. I think they pretty much had to commit to the zone, and that's kind of what Medved said as much post-game. The state of the roster really just limited your options, and all things considered, it was a fun game, admirably fought back, didn't lay down, all that type of stuff. James Moore's had a good game. He was impactful on the glass, did some nice things down low. But for as much as CSU did well, Ashworth and that Utah State offense, they did even more. They they really hit some big-time shots in that second half. It was impressive. So as far as how you should feel about that one, obviously it's disappointing that they lost. There's no such thing as moral victories at this level. Five losses in a row, still at the bottom of the conference. Nobody expected this season to go this way. It sucks. It's, it's been frustrating. It's been disappointing. This individual performance... All things considered, when you factor in all the context, the injuries, the fact that you're playing one of the best three-point shooting teams in the country and they have just an insane game. I don't know if you're feeling quite as upset as you were after the the Greeley loss or the CU game or something like that. And ultimately, if there's anything we should take away from this game on Fight Like a Ram Night, it's that we all can use a little bit of perspective and that there are things far bigger than basketball And that's what I'm going to talk about, and that's what I'm going to play some audio on the second part of this podcast, just kind of focus in on the uh, the, the component of the night that really should have been the, the highlight and the only thing we talked about. And that's these players representing local cancer survivors, wearing their names on their jerseys in place of their own really just a, a special night for the community. And it's something that's not lost on the players, the, the coaches either, the, the moment, what it means. So I think you guys are really going to like listening to some of this audio. I'm going to give a couple of my thoughts, and we'll talk some women's hoops as well. All right, see everybody on part two. Scummy like Martin Scarelli, turn jam into jelly, then drink it like juice. But water's the truth, so I sip on that too. Skinny looking kid with no car keys, like the only thing I drive is RCRV. He's got the stash like Steve Harvey. Oh, I'm gnarly like non from.